Which I know you've taken a lot of time to really get to know your players, and, and Kawhi Leonard's really like the unknown superstar in this league. For, from seeing him every day at practice and seeing him play in four games now, what makes him different and special that none of us get to see? Well, you know, I think uh, one, his work ethic is whew, way up there. The Leonard, near corner, busted! Busted for three! The triple! right in front of the Philly bench and Kawhi Leonard drops down the east side three. I think we had 18 deflections in the first half which is a big big number. I think we turned them over 14 times in the first half which is another big number and, and I think it's um, you know a little bit the way Kyle does and when Kawhi's uh, up and guarding and, and handsy and getting his hands on balls it kind of spreads to some of the other guys and they feed off that a little bit. Fultz dribbles out the clock as the Raptors win 129-112 to improve to 7-1. and one. Booker up top, denied by Serge. Ahead now, OG Ananobi, the reverse slam dunk. And once again, defense leading to offense and an 8-0 run. The Raptors dribble at the clock, Jonesy. And they do indeed win 107-98, holding the Suns under 100 and improving to 8-1. and one. It's not an ankle or anything, it's a jam, jammed his foot. I feel all right. Okay. Everybody else is okay. Everybody else is, is a go. Serge Ibaka with 32 points. That's a new career high. Lowry, 19 points, 15 assists. Spin dribble deep in the paint. Puts it up with the left hand. Oh, Kyle Lowry with the left. What a shot. It was everybody. You know, OG did a great job on James. Pascal was pushing the ball. You know, like they're you know, the best team in the, in the Eastern Conference so far. You know, they just came out and just hit us right in the mouth. And, you know, it's going to be very, very hard to uh, make a game out of that when you're trying to expend so much energy trying to get back into it. You're goddamn right, LeBron James. You're goddamn right. This is Free Association on Sportsnet.ca. I'm J.D. Bunkus. He is Donovan Bennett here on a Monday. How was your weekend, pal? It's good. You do any marathons? What'd you do? Uh, I didn't do a marathon. No, no one cares what I did. We do care. I no, care. No, you don't. Uh, you want to know what I did? I went to a junior hockey game out in Oshawa. You just wanted to tell us what you did. No, I actually was curious what you did, but for some reason, you remain very secretive about your life on a podcast. Like, have you ever listened to a podcast before? Like, I, do you, do you know what they do? I listen to podcasts nonstop. Yeah, well, it's very strange. I see you've got, like, a beard going. Are you... What's up with that? What, I, do, I don't normally have facial hair? Uh, not that much, no. That's an increased amount of facial hair that I'm noticing for this very second. Yeah, it's a, it's a little unruly. So is it, this is what the look you're going for? You look more mature. No, you look older. Not, <laughs> Are you getting ID'd too much? It's not a look. Should I shave to do the podcast? No, I, did, I didn't know. I was just curious as to if this was a permanent look or if this was just a, a, a daily thing where you missed one shave. Listen, you wouldn't know this. Cause I wouldn't. I wouldn't. yet to hit puberty. I, I've got no facial hair. Wait, hey, listen, I, I don't say that disrespectfully. That's a, an amazing trait to have. Uh, I disagree. I know people say that they would rather shave, but for me, it's like if I miss it for a couple of days, it just grows in super patchy and ugly and wispy. And I'd like to grow a beard. I'd like to know how the other half lives. No, you don't. I would. No, I would. it's not good for your face. Like it's not natural for us to take a razor to our cheeks every day like that that's not a but positive i still sign. do that i still have to shave every day it's just easier for me to shave like i don't have to go through the the difficult like i can shave without shaving cream i can just whip like water hot water no problem what yep no problem 
Evidently, you have great genes, or I just you don't hydrate it. a lot or something. I do it. I usually do it after the shower, like you get a little yeah. moisture in the air. But uh, no, I don't need it. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the the bearded look. Maybe give it a couple more weeks and then let me decide. Give what a couple more weeks? That that look that you're going with. No, right it's now. not a look. I'm not trying to grow a beard. I just yeah. ha- haven't shaved. Okay, so you won't there's tell a, me. There's a difference. So you won't tell me what you did on the weekend other than grow that beard. If you must know. Yeah, I do. I must. No, you don't. You yes, don't must. Because this is the first time you've asked. You <laughs> yeah, don't care. I do care. I'm going to ask you every week from here myself, on. Myself and my wife went to our in-laws who were throwing a birthday party for uh, a young Syrian girl who they sponsor. That's what we did for the weekend. We threw a birthday party for Syrian refugees. That's very noble. It, it, well, I mean, it, I don't sponsor them. I was just there for the party. I was there for the cake and the Yeah, you get secondhand nobility. But no, they, they are noble. They're, they're salt of the earth people. I was there. But you know who cares about that? Nobody who's I listening care. to this podcast. I care. No, and so, don't. listen, I'll, ne- I'll always reiterate that people, the number one feedback I get is more about sure. your life. You are more interesting. Sure. How long have we been talking right now? Probably like five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, that's five minutes that people had to wait to get to the Kawhi people Leonard. People know they'll get the LeBron goods. LeBron James. Non-matchup. Pascal Siakam talk. And, and oh, by the way, America, can we figure out how to say his name? Like, he's not new. Who? Pascal Siakam. Yeah. It's, it's a, embarrassing. The The best was last year before they entered the playoffs, Michael Wilbon giving his prediction about the Raptors going deep. And he was like, Pascal Siakam and Jakob Pertl. Like, he just butchered everybody's names, acting like he'd been watching them all season long. My weekend was terrific as well. Went to that junior hockey game out in Oshawa. I've never been to Oshawa before. Are you familiar? With Oshawa? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've I been. Know where it is. I know you're an Ontario guy, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not like it's Paris or London. It certainly is not. I normally, I usually think when people, you're the first person who's ever said I've never been to Oshawa before. Like, what? have you been to Grimsby? Uh, have you been to Stouffville? Like, it's just I have this... been to Stouffville. Stouffville's fine. I've been. Well, I have friends who live in that area of town. I have friends who live in Whitby and friends who live in Pickering and. I've been out to those neck of the woods and spent time there, but I'm a city guy. I've spent most of my time in the city. I'm not suburb hopping very much, but I went there to go see an OHL hockey game. Hold on a second. Yeah. Show just write down the minutes of this. Yeah. No problem. So you show can just edit it all out. No go, problem. Go I go to Oshawa and I'd heard things like the dirty Shaw schwa or the gritty schwa, the greasy schwa, and it completely lived up to the hype. I, I wish I could say more positive things. I liked it, actually, because it was gritty, but it was gritty. I went to a bar where I felt very fancy just wearing a plaid shirt and washed my hair in the last week. And then I went to a store to buy a Red Bull called Smoke Time. And as I was in that store, you know when the, you know something sketchy's going on behind you because the lady at the till is like, excuse me, whenever they say excuse me, it's like someone is either stealing from them or someone who is an undesirable has entered the convenience store. She says, excuse me. So naturally, my interest is piqued. I turn around and there is a guy that I can only say has probably spent the majority of his last few years smoking meth, has a cut up face, like a beat up face, cut under his eye, cut under his face. She's like, can I help you with something? And he says, uh, knife sales. <laughs> I loved it. I thought that was my cue to leave. Knife sales. So good times in Oshawa. Lived up to the hype. You're just describing small town Canada. Like you could have said. No, I'm from small town Canada. Medicine Hat or Kamloops or Ajax no, or Kamloops a bunch of different is lovely. Places. Kamloops is very and, lovely. And the, excuse me, can I help you with something? I mean, 
that happens every day. Like me and Show get to excuse me, can I help you with something? Because we're minorities. Do you really? Yes, we do. Oh, I mean, I don't want to speak for Show. I don't want to. I don't want to. Show you get his that? lived experience. Yeah, every now and then. Man, I used to get that when I was younger, because I think it's a youth thing. And even though I look very youthful, I don't get that. I get it more now that I In ha- Toronto, haven't shaved. Though. Oh, right, at the Eden Center. We're talking about at Toronto. If I go to the Eden Center before work and I'm just wearing like a hoodie and sweatpants, I'll get it. But if I go after work where I'm like, you're such a fancy looking guy. TV, that was the point I'm trying to prove. If I'm coming after work where I've gone to wardrobe room, put on a suit, and then gone straight there, I don't get it. Well, that's a depressing way to start the show. Yeah, how about I didn't we want talk to get too real. Basketball. Fine, fine. You could be the host. We were promised Kawhi LeBron this past weekend, and everyone was very excited for it. And if you've been watching the Lakers this season, as I have, I think I've seen every single Lakers game this year. That sucks. You know that they stink. You know that they are a really terrible basketball team and that LeBron James has not kicked it in a high gear with them. So you didn't need Kawhi Leonard for that game. Surprise, surprise. But it still would have been fun to watch Kawhi versus LeBron James. But there's a couple of things out of this that I kind of took away, which is one, I think we're getting a pretty good understanding of how this team is going to handle Kawhi Leonard for the foreseeable future, which is, hey, man, you have any soreness? Take it easy. We're on a back-to-back Pick which game you want to play, Kawhi, because it's up to you in this regard. I don't have a problem with it, but I wonder if you think that that's that's all good in your books. It is. I will say, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on a podcast, but jammed foot is not a prognosis I've heard before. (laughs) Like, It's a good point. I mean, jammed foot, that's like when you walk into the... uh, Swing doors and and, and it doesn't move fast enough and you kick the door. (laughs) Jammed foot. The play was so innocent too. I also concerning this is sound. It's going to sound weird, but I was talking about this on the hot stove on Fan Five Ninety this weekend, and it almost would be better if you could see it. Oh, he stepped on someone's foot. Oh, he rolled his ankle. Mm -hmm. He hyperextended something. The fact that you didn't see anything is is almost more disconcerting in a very weird way. I honestly think to me what I take from this is. Masai on down will be handling Kawhi and his health and his injuries in the exact opposite way of the San Antonio Spurs. Which is no pressure ever? No pressure. Hey, listen, we're not talking about it. We're not going to put a date on it. We're not going to put a time on it. We're not going to talk about it in the media. We're going to keep it copacetic. We're going to keep it low-key because we know you felt some type of way about people who weren't you talking about how you felt or should feel. I think it's symptomatic of how they are going to handle him in general, which is the exact and expressed opposite of the way the Spurs did. I think if it was a long-term w- thing, you think it would stay that way because they would be fielding a yeah, lot of questions. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. You have the template, which is, you know, it doesn't work to try to push his timeline. Even if it's a long-term thing, do they really, th- this franchise has shown that they do not care what the media thinks when it comes to, divulging information around injuries. Remember, De- De- remember Damari Carroll? Yeah. The which, first season which, of Damari Carroll? Which time? No, the first year which, which when there was all the hype. Which time when he went on the DL? Sure, but the first year when we still had hope that he was going to be an above-average player and that he was going to be the prince that was promised, the small forward that could defend LeBron James and shoot threes and play all kinds of good defense and hustle after loose balls, junkyard dog 2.0. There was belief that he was just doing some maintenance and he went to New York and had a surgery. There was a lot of sketchy things around the Damari Carroll situation to the point where the team was accused of hiding information that he was going to be out for the rest of the season and wasn't divulging it. And of course, he came back for the playoffs. The end run of the season did not look great. 
uh, did not look like the guy that they expected when they signed him to that big contract. But yeah, I think that that shows you they already have a track record of not pressing guys and not putting them in front of cameras that like, that's how they handled Damari Carroll with ultimate, uh, like ultimate secrecy, very little pressure allowed him to get right on his own timeline and really didn't field too many questions about it until later in the year. And that was a long-term injury. So I think that I, I agree with you on this one. So with Kawhi being on the shelf, I thought about a couple things. One is you're not nearly as desperate for him to play because obviously this is a long-term play where he has a lot of leverage with this franchise moving forward and they're very invested in wanting him to resign. And so they're going to play ball, which I'm fine with. And I think everyone's basically accepted that. But, 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 but well, sorry. No, I'll, go ahead. Before we get too far, you're not as desperate for him to play. Because you're good. And no, because the but East also is... let's, let's look at when he hasn't played. Washington, somewhat dysfunctional. Milwaukee, when you already knew Giannis wasn't going to play. The Lakers, very dysfunctional. But he was supposed to now, play against the Lakers. Well, we don't know. Yeah. Because we don't know how they're going to handle the, the back-to-back with L.A. and Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, Utah, Donovan Mitchell not playing. Mm-hmm. So there has been some circumstances where you feel a little bit better about him not playing. Yeah, but they didn't play him against the Bucs, and that was without, a game. But they, that know. was announced after it was but known even still, that the two teams, wasn't playing. But even still, the two teams were undefeated, and I would say that if you really looked at it from the standpoint of where do you need him more, I would still say you needed him more on the road against the Bucs than at home against the Sixers. Well, now we know that because they got waxed by the Bucs. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Maybe hindsight is twenty twenty. there. If you would have told me beforehand that Giannis wasn't playing, maybe I would have made that assumption. But I was going to say there's a couple things here. One is they're gelling really quickly. To the point where I don't think that they need to have the cohesion of Kawhi Leonard in the lineup for an extended period of time right now in order to get things right. Sure, there's still a little bit of clunkiness in terms of their defensive rotations and maybe Kawhi getting used to where his teammates like the ball on offense and playing pick and roll with some of the bigs per se or even getting more comfortable with Kyle Lowry. But so far, the Kawhi Raptors have been way ahead of schedule. So I think there's a little bit less of sense of urgency if you need him in the lineup. And part two is, yes, that you're good and that you can beat teams without him. But the other part of that is there is an empowerment factor that happens with certain players when Kawhi Leonard is not in the lineup. I would say Kyle Lowry's off to the best start in his entire Raptors career. He's just racking up assists like nobody's business. He leads the league in assists after three weeks. He's been awesome. One game where he has not had double-digit assists. Yes, he's he's been lights out. And the shooting is good. He just looks like he's playing with a ton of confidence. We went over it on the, the last podcast. But specifically, I want to mention Pascal Siakam and what we're seeing with Kawhi out of the lineup. Because the fresh here, Prince of Bel-Air. So first of all, he stole the show showing up to the Lakers game in that outfit. Well, I mean, in fairness, his best outfit recently was what he went to the Halloween party, yes. What was he? Usain Bolt. Yeah, I did see that. That was pretty good. Although Kyle Lowry, I thought, had the best co- the, the best costume. Him and his wife with the uh, spandex and the workout routines. Like they're doing the old school 90s VHS tape workout stuff. You know, like that? The leotards. I thought that was a pretty good look. It uh, also still shows you how Kyle Lowry, skinny Kyle Lowry, is still something that I go, wow. I, I like the fact that Lowry threw the party. Again, it makes me feel like, okay, great, <laughs> great leadership. He's bought in. Also, I love... That Kawhi was there? I love... Was Kawhi there? He was. He I, was apparently a Navy SEAL. I, <laughs> I did not see photos of Kawhi. I was actually looking for him and was a little disconcerted that he wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, see, it's true. I felt the same way. We're we're so we need that validation. I did not Kawhi. see him in the in the in the wide shot. Norm Powell, 
I love the the Black Panther Wakanda, but when you take the yeah, but photo, every NBA player does Black Panther. Well, it's like Old, every, Oladipo a, is the one who should really do to it. To me, Oladipo is the Black Panther in the NBA because he is the guy who did it first at the dunk contest. But if you look at NBA costumes around the league, pretty much every team has a guy who did Black Panther. True, but when when there's so if you go through Raptors Instagram, you'll see a bunch of photos, each individual guy or him and his wife, or side piece. Uh, taking a photo with Not taking the pictures costume. With the side piece. Ed- edit that out, show. Yeah. Um, and uh, Norm, I love you. You're the president, but you can't. You have to have the mask on for the photo. That like you can't have the mask off. Like Why that. Because ru- that that's, ruins the whole point. The whole Why? point is that you are in costume, and then you got to figure. Oh, who is that? Oh, yeah, that's a Baca. Got it. No, Norm, keep the mask on. Okay. That was quite the side tangent of Halloween costumes and our insecurities about Kawhi Leonard and whether we would have cared if he was at a Halloween party or not. But wasn't on the bench with Kawhi not in the lineup. Serge Ibaka stole the show in L.A. because he had 26 points in the first half. I think 20 in the first quarter. He had 18 consecutive shots made. If you stretch it back to the last game, which hasn't been done since. Oh, Wilt Chamberlain. That's all. So Serge clearly is healthy. He looks great. We've talked about him on this podcast, how it seems like Nick nurse has unlocked something in him by putting him at the five and having him be more involved and having him play closer to the basket. And He's been way more effective as a guy who can shoot that little floater or hit his mid-range shot or finish a dunk. And he's even making some passes now, which is just remarkable considering, you know, what we've seen from this player during his Raptors tenure. But I think lost in the shuffle a little bit has been Pascal Siakam. And that's hard to describe considering the way he played in that Lakers game, which included that monster flush where he just dribbled down the lane and LeBron James simply got out of the way because he was like, oh, I'm not stepping on front of that freight train. Look at Pascal Siakam go. He threw down one of the more vicious dunks I've seen from him in his career and then followed one up on basically a couple of plays later. Made another great play where he spun into the lane and kicked it out for a wide open surge for a three-point shot. Pascal Siakam stands out a lot more when Kawhi Leonard has not been in the lineup for the last couple of games. These are his totals. In the last two games where Kawhi has not played, Pascal Siakam has... 38 points, 21 rebounds, five assists, five steals, and a block in those two games. They're the only two games where he's attempted more than 10 field goals. And of course they're better with Kawhi. And I'm not saying that, oh, it's too bad that they can't unlock this guy a little bit further. But it does kind of show you, I think, the pecking order of where the Raptors depth guys are at or where the younger guys are at. And that's right now, Pascal Siakam is ahead of all the rest. No question. He and OG and an OB, who's now starting to play like himself again after missing some games earlier in the year, are the two guys where if they're playing well and they're locked in and they're hitting their three-point shots, they take the ceiling of this team up by a factor of five. Mm-hmm. Like, they're such a different team. And forget about the Lakers, right? Like, this is a nice win. They're still a brand name. But ultimately, especially when LeBron James isn't yet really trying they're not a good team no but if you look at trying to beat celtics in a seven game series even the bucks in a seven game series certainly if you even want to take a quarter never mind a game off the warriors in a potential final those guys not only their role on this team but the role in the league guys who can guard multiple positions can put the ball on the floor and make a play 
but can give you spacing offensively, can be rim protectors from positions that you don't truly get rim protection from. Another guy who's doing a great job of that is DeLon Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys, they lift the ceiling of this team, and it's no longer just an equation, and we saw this because Kawhi wasn't playing, of, wow, well, this team is much better because the guy in the number one seat in Kawhi is better than what you've had before. No, the, the guy in, in who's now slotted in the number two spot in Kyle Lowry is playing his best basketball and I think is more comfortable as being a, a above average two than, you know, a, a decent to below average one. But the guys who fill out three, four, and five, and, and I would throw OG and Pascal into that equation, are, are guys who you can see in a playoff series and look at them and say, not only do I trust you to play mm-hmm. 25 to 35 minutes a night, I can say, all right, yeah, you know what? You can guard Jalen Brown and you can, you can be better than or him. Or there's a game where there's going to be a stretch that you take over. And getting those guys the comfortable reps of, hey, Pascal Siakam, you can have a few games this season where you're going to take more than 10 shots. Because when Kawhi's in the lineup, it's hard for you to do that. You're playing next to him, and your purpose is primarily defensive. Well, certainly, and if, passing. If, if four of those shots are you beating the other big down the floor. Right. And this is you, a different type of offense. That's a great point, where it's him getting the ball somewhere on the block or above the three-point line and deciding how he's going to create on that play. Yeah, and looking for his own shots, searching it, seeking it, which is not something we've seen before. And there were times in that game where the big that he beat down the floor was LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Like that's the the pace and the frenetic energy that Pascal was playing with on every night. And especially when it was, and I'm, I'm going to give away my love now, when it was road game in LA, you had some downtime, you, you, you had the high of beating Phoenix and, and being a one loss team could have gone out it was a professional approach because that that easily in Raptors pass was the game that they would have dropped mm-hmm. and they didn't. I just think that right now, Pascal Siakam is showing us that he is more than a role player, that he is more than simply a guy who can get you some stops and run out in the open floor and maybe get you the odd bucket that he has a really, really complete game. He's got elite vision, especially for his position His shooting has a lot of ways to go, especially from deep. He's not reliable from out there, but from within 15 feet, I I believe he can get you a bucket. When he gets, he's very smart too in terms of identifying matchups. When he's got a smaller guy on him, he'll back him down and he'll get to the rim. When he's got a bigger guy on him that is not quick, he's got that beautiful Andrew Wiggins-esque spin move where he whips around them to the right and has good soft touch. I talked about his, his touch around the basket on last week's show, but... His offensive profile is is very complete for a forward that, you know, was taken, what, 27th overall just a few seasons ago and was viewed as a, a long-term project. He just, he, to me, he is, he's the Raptors' fourth best player right now because Serge Ibaka is playing incredibly well. But after Kawhi, Kyle, and Serge, right now, without a question to me, it's Siakam. And that invokes questions of, well, what can he be and who can he be like? Because I really struggle with player comps for him. Like, I don't look at him and see someone else. I've heard the Draymond Green thing because he's a good passer and he can play above the break, but he's not Draymond to me because Draymond's not a super, he's not a super sprinter that gets down the floor. Draymond's a better rebounder. He's still a better defensive player. He's got more size. He can stretch it out to the three-point line more reliably right now than Siakam can. And he's clearly a better playmaker than Pascal Siakam. So I think that's a stretch to say he can be Draymond Green, but I don't know if the ceiling for Siakam is, 
I, I think it can be a fringe all-star player. Like someone in the right year gets into an all-star game, but on most is one of the guys that we talk about and say, man, he deserves more credit. Well, I think the Draymond comparison and Windhorse is high on it. I think we it was more true last year. And the comparison is, forget about the physical characteristics. And everyone was saying, oh, in the drafts, we've got to find a Draymond. We've got to find Draymond. Yeah, you, you don't find Draymond. That's no, why Draymond yeah, Draymond. exactly. But the comparison was someone who's a big or relatively a big, but has the ability to handle the ball, play, make, and pass. And so you can initiate your offense through them. Now, Pascal is, remember, he's starting. So he is playing with Kyle and Kawhi. No need for him to initiate offense for others. If you got the ball, finish. Initiate mm-hmm. offense for yourself. However, last year when he was in the second unit and he was playing with Fred and he was playing with Delon, they often allowed him to initiate the offense from the high post. And I think that's where the Draymond comparisons were in past and the player that he could be based on what he showed last year with the bench mob. Not, not this year because it's, it's just not something that's asked of him. I, but that's what I'm saying, though. They do ask more of him when Kawhi is out and he has completely lived up to that. Yeah, but I but when when there's only so many assists to go around, and when mm-hmm. Kyle is getting twelve, yeah, Pascal's not going to get six. Yeah, you're not getting the Draymond so, Green assist numbers. Um, they were in Phoenix the night before, and I think the comp for him is if two former Phoenix stars had a baby. Imagine if you had I love this second jump ability, the defensive intensity, but also the defensive ability to switch as Sean Marion, but you could kill people running down the floor, being active. And eventually, once once your shot is is straight, with a, a pick and roll game like Amari Stoudemire, imagine if Pascal just took the best attributes of both those guys, which he somewhat has. Well, then he'd be the best power forward in the NBA. But yeah, he I, I can see where you're going with this. He hasn't he doesn't have the pick and roll game yet. Nearly of like when I think about Amari Stoudemire, I think pick and roll, and that's not something that we see Pascal Siakam but do what, too. But well. what was his pick and roll? Roll to the rim yeah. and dunk it. Pascal can do that. Oh No, I don't doubt he can shoot do an 18 footer. I mean, Pascal's shooting threes at this point. So he should be able to knock down an 18 footer. What I was going to say though, is I actually like the Sean Marion comp for him as someone who can get a bucket and who does play really good defense and who can run the floor. Uh, and certainly not Raptor Sean Marion, which we all forget was a thing. We've talked about it on this podcast many times. Everybody knows, but SN now product that we very much endorse. You want to watch a bunch of sports? You get SN now. It's got a crap load of things from NBA basketball, Raptors basketball, to the Stanley Cup playoffs will be on there. But you get all these regular uh, regular season NHL games right now. You get to see your Vlad Jr. once they're there eventually. And yes, it's multi-screen time. So SN now works really well. You can put one on the tablet. You can put one on the TV. You can put it on your phone. You learn more, you go to snnow.ca. Sunday night's at SN now night. He had the two twelves, Brady, Rogers. Sunday nighter Raptors late start. So you had some time. I was actually watching some fifth estate. I was you watching would the Raptors. Be a fifth estate oh, guy, yeah. Cause you have a beard now. So you're like, I watch fifth what? estate and I'll stroke my beard. Whatever. <laughs> you have a corn cob pipe. No, I don't. I don't have a pipe. You got a monocle. I do not. Okay. No. But you got SN now. I do have SN now. All right. Yeah. So yeah, go get it. SNnow.ca to learn more. I want to talk about how terrible the Lakers are, but first quick break. Kawhi Leonard is an L.A. guy, and what came with Kawhi visiting L.A. are questions about 
his future and all these videos going around the internet of was Kawhi a Lakers fan growing up and did he like Allen Iverson more? Oh, here's a video of him cheering for the Lakers. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Well, it was Bontemps ever... story that really set yeah, that up. Anyway, I just, I do find it funny because I think in Toronto, we look at this a lot more as the John Tavares thing, right? Where I'm surprised it, you're poo-pooing that story. Yeah, I am. I, it, I, it was pro Raptors as I know far it was. as him resigning here. Yes, but why I'm poo-pooing it. I'm not poo-pooing it in terms of I don't believe it's real. I just, I feel like we've already settled on this, which is... It's hard for me to believe that Kawhi is going to go to the Lakers for a bunch of different reasons. You don't watch first take? Oh, what? Does Skip Bayless think he's going there? He's not on first take. By the way, uh, whatever. Of course I don't watch any of these shows. Those are terrible shows. It's just guys yelling at each other. And by the way, I got a PSA for Raptors fans. When when Skip Bayless tweets about... Someone say that's our podcast. When people tweet, retweet, quote tweet Skip Bayless... Oh, I do it all the time. I know, I hate it. Why? Why not? You're just fueling the beast. That's what he wants. You do realize that that's his entire mechanism, right? Is to invoke a reaction from you that he does not care whether you think that you're going to insult him or try to take down his take with rationality, like he's an ultimate hot take artist who is just trying to get under your skin so that you retweet him and so that you make his profile bigger. Like, that's what he's doing. You're you're falling into his trap by doing those things. Listen, thank you, Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high. Yes. But that is what Twitter is for. To go express work out. Go opinions. for a 15 minutes and run if, a day. Whatever. And if his opinions are dumb, I'm going to express myself. No, it's a cheap pop. It's like a wrestler. You guys remind me of wrestling heels where you come into a city and you say, and you can't get a good meal in Toronto. As I smell the maple leaf stinking, it's just, it's a cheap pop. And and I don't know why we feel the need to do it. We're better than that. Yes. When they go low, we go high. And it's not even a we go low, they go high situation. It's just obvious what he's doing. No, no. We would be going high. They I know we would. Low. I know we would. But we're sinking to the low when we retweet Skip Bayless or acknowledge him in any which way. If you don't care about Skip Bayless, he, he only exists because you retweet him or you comment on him and you give him that power. You I speak, feed the beast. I speak truth to power, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. So the Lakers, I don't think Kawhi is going there for a multitude of reasons. One, LeBron beat people to that market. And I think there's a reason Paul George did not sign there because he does not want to be the guy that's in LeBron James's shadow. The guy that is playing second fiddle to LeBron James. Brandon Ingram looks like a guy who is super frustrated. And I'm seeing that exact same thing. That he is not being unlocked so far by LeBron James or taking his game to another level. He looks like a guy who does not like playing with LeBron James and does not enjoy not only the pressures, but the role he has with the Lakers right now. And I think that's going to be the case for a lot of different young guys is that coming with LeBron James, you're always acquiescing to LeBron James. And if you look at Kawhi with this Raptors team, it's a team that's built for a superstar. They are already positioned to have a bunch of pieces that are around a guy, but ultimately they need the guy. And that's why you still see them generally struggle for offense when he has been out of the lineup. And especially when Kyle Lowry is not playing at the same time, you go to the Lakers and you're no matter what, it's LeBron James's team, even though he's 34 and he might be slowing down and he might not be the guy during the regular season. It's always going to be LeBron James's team, and you're going to have to have your offense or your play dictated by whatever style he is invoking. And I think if you're Kawhi Leonard and you're looking at this, you're saying, okay, I'm going to L.A. to play with LeBron James, who's going to be 34 years old in December, who eventually is going to be older and is still going to command the vast majority of the attention. And while I will take criticism, if we are terrible, why would I ever go here? Why would I want to play with LeBron James? I just don't see why, unless you're a Kemba Walker type or a Damian Lillard type 
who has been further pushed to the fringes and has not gotten any attention or even Anthony Davis and wants a chance to win and probably can't do it on their own. Why you would join LeBron James over the next couple of years. Like I just, I don't see the connection there. And I think if you're the Lakers, you're probably regretting not shipping out a bunch of those young guys already, even before they could find out who they were to try to get a superstar, because I don't think any of them are very good. And I think that what is going to happen is those assets are even going to be further diminished by a season with LeBron James, where you see Lonzo Ball look like one of the worst second overall picks I can remember considering the guys who went behind him and Brandon Ingram look like a guy I don't fear at all on an offense. Wasn't Darko the second overall pick? Yes, he was. And that was the worst one probably of all time. I just, I'm saying I look at the Lakers and these young guys who are all supposed to be unlocked by LeBron and there's lots of time for that to happen, but none of them impressed me very much. And outside of Kyle Kuzma, the, the whole Lakers team right now is full of a bunch of guys who, when you're watching them as a opposing fan, you're saying, shoot, shoot. I hope that guy shoots. There's no one that fear that I, that I fear on that team. And when you're Kawhi and you look at just what they have there, the infrastructure and the idea of playing with LeBron James, I, I just don't see any connection as to why he would go there unless it really was some boyhood dream where he just needed to don the, the purple and gold. Kawhi Leonard wants to make a lot of money off the court. He ended his Jordan deal because he didn't feel that they respected him enough considering he hasn't tweeted in the last two years. Uh, he wants to be considered a megastar. Why he would go to L.A. is because he feels that more so than being the face of Canada, more so than being the face of the rebuild of the Clippers, he'd feel that being in L.A., even if it was as LeBron James' sidekick, so bro, would you make think him it's a real? megastar. No, I don't, I, I'm, you're asking me why he would possibly okay. go there. But, but and do you that buy that? would be why. Listen, if I was his uncle, would I advise him to go to L.A.? No, I wouldn't. Because they're already dysfunctional. Magic is already dressing down Luke Walton. But to say he's not, he would know, under no circumstance, consider going and becoming a Laker. No, I'm I not think, saying under no circumstance. I just don't see it. I don't see any logical reason to go to the Lakers. Well, I don't see. That would be the logical reason. Well, but I, I still think you can be just as big a star, or not just as big, but near as big a star playing for the Clippers if you're Kawhi Leonard as being second fiddle to LeBron. Maybe that's a stretch. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. You but... think you could be as big a star being on the Clippers? No, I don't, but I think he could be at least in the similar stratosphere where, like, think about how big a star Blake Griffin was his first year with Lob City and how that team all of a sudden was really, really known. Like, they were super successful from a marketing standpoint. Lob City was big. And if Kawhi Leonard went there, I think it would be big as well. Like, you're still in L.A. market. You could position yourself as the Lakers rival and push that narrative of the Clippers are coming up again. Like, it would be, I think it could be, Close. There were 10 celebrities at yep. the game when they did the celebrity roll call. But where were those celebrities I, I, when I, I, LeBron wasn't there? There was only four. Those then. celebrities were taken <laughs> in was, Blake Griffin. No, they weren't. There no, were celebrities. Billy Crystal no, and Bill Simmons no, were no, the no, people. No, no, no. Bill, when that first Blake Griffin year, when he was dunking on everybody in the Denzel rookie season, people were taking in. Denzel was not watching the Clippers. <laughs> Denzel's <laughs> above that. Katie Denzel Perry's Leo not are watching the Clippers. Rihanna's not watching the Clippers. The point is, that was just a, that was just a Sunday night mm. against the Raptors. I turned to my wife and I said, if one of those people were at the ACC, it would be a big deal. Ten of them are there for a Sunday night game. Chris Bosh spent many years at the ACC. <laughs> I, right? he, he was not one of the celebrities <laughs> I was mentioning. Yeah, Although it was Kristen LeBron, Bell, Dak Shepard. LeBron talking to Chris Bosh was, was the most animated he was throughout the entire game. My thing is, is 
I know Kawhi wants to be a bigger star. I just think that that Lakers team is a mess. And I think that you already see so many of the downsides of, of playing with LeBron James early in the season. One is that, yes, he's going to go into that, that coast mode until halfway through the regular season before he kicks it up and starts to get that little bit of buzz MVP of, well, who's the most valuable player and he'll start to make guys better and they'll start to gel and they'll go on a winning streak. Like we've always seen. I just don't, I don't see Kawhi fitting in there. I just don't see him being a part of that team. And and I think that my, my greater point is I, I'm not convinced any of those three young guys that they view as the future pillars of that team are ever really going to be anything. Listen, this is, we can debate this. We can talk about this. It's going to be talked about on ESPN and first take. This is a very binary decision. If it's about money, he's going to be a Raptor. If it's about winning, he's going to be a Raptor. If it's about things off of the court, he could, could very well go to LA, either market. But if it's about being in LA in general, then he's not going to be a Raptor. And lots of people have felt for a long time that being in California means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then it doesn't matter what you or me or Masai or Nick Nurse or anybody says or does, he's going to leave. And that's it. But but if it's about winning or money, which it often is, then chances are, unless they really mess it up, he'll be a Toronto Raptor. But we won't know until July 1. I'll be honest with you. The thing that still scares me the most is weather. Really. And I know people diminish that. It's pretty warm right now. It is. But to you, but to a California kid, this is freezing. And we had Brian Windhorse on Good Show last week. And he was saying, I'd like to tell you that the All-Star game didn't impact the way some guys view Toronto, but it absolutely did. And I know it was just one weekend. It was the coldest weekend ever. And if you're from Toronto, you say winters are pretty mild here compared to the rest of Canada. But I'm, I'm sorry. This is just my, and it's just my feeling of it. But I do think that the thing that works against Toronto the most is that when it's wintertime, the California kid's going to hate going outside and it's going to be dark and he's going to miss being out there on the coast. We'll, we'll show him how to use the path and stay inside. <laughs> no, I, I know the, there are practical reasons to say that you can get around these things and blah, 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 blah. I'm just, I'm just saying that from a climate standpoint, if you're spending your entire life in LA or in like the Cal, in California, you spend your off seasons there and you've been in San Antonio that there is an adjustment, man. Have you ever met, like, you must know people who, like, Toronto's full of a pretty diverse community of people that have immigrated from other countries. Like, I had one of my best friends uh, in universities from Peru. And when he spent his winters here, he was just damn miserable all the time. And it didn't matter how much he layered. And it didn't matter how little he had to go outside. Every time he did, he was pissed off. And he didn't like it. Like, uh, it happens for some people. I'm just saying Some that- people... I was born here, and the blood is still West Indian. I hate the cold. Right. If, it, if, if my family didn't live here, and I mean, I do love the country, but every winter, I'm like... Why am I here? Why? Why? Like, exactly. God did not intend for people to shovel ice off of the front of their car. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I don't mean to dismiss that factor for Kauai completely. I just, I think that weather and climate and city is something that will come in very big in the way that he evaluates everything is where he wants to spend his winners. It's a winter sport for sure. Luckily when yeah. he is signing the contract, he'll be months removed <laughs> from that gold. It'll be in July. Yeah, People don't forget it, 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 <laughs> that first winter, man, that first cold Canadian winter. Oof. That's, I think that's something that, that, that sticks with you. <laughs> Masai is just playing in, inside Scotiabank arena, just like natural catastrophes in yeah. Southern climates on a loop. Like, Oh man, uh. You know what's nice? Not having a forest fire. Who's that's the, nice. Who's the, you know what's nice? Yeah. 
not having a tornado come through your city. Yeah, that's not uh, an LA issue, but yeah, um, earthquakes maybe we'll say. Yeah, earthquakes. We'll play yeah. earthquakes up. You know, you know what? I I don't worry about hurricanes here in the six. Kawhi. With Delonta Wright, Van Vliet, JV. Imagine a lot of Nick's gonna look at here is what Luke Walton decides to do as Delonta Wright goes in strong. My love this week was simply seeing Delon Wright normalize. I think you saw the best of that in the game against the Lakers where he's doing things like contesting shots. He's doing things like getting into the lane and finding guys for open three-point looks. He's getting to the basket. He just looks like he's a guy that's that's coming around and is starting to look healthy. And that's a really good thing because DeLon Wright is a super important player on this basketball team. I pretty much gave mine, but I'll, I'll say my love is for 48 minutes, and we're seeing it on this road trip, the Raptors have the best center position in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They don't have the best center, they have the best position, the minutes that they get from that spot. And I think in, in the modern day NBA, remember when, when you had Oakley and Antonio Davis, fours and fives were somewhat interchangeable. You're kind of guarding similar guys. That's not the case anymore. Now I would say threes and fours are somewhat interchangeable. You're often guarding the same type of guy. And the fact that they are feasting on fives and saving their body from the wear and tear of, of banging with fives for 35 minutes, I think is great in the long run. That's interesting. Uh, I, I think they have the best one-two punch. Just depends on how much you value better guys. Well, like I'm having talking about a cat the production have... they're getting from that from that Jokic. position for, yeah. for the the entirety of the game. Like so, for example, Draymond Green plays some five for the Warriors. They're getting great value. How great was it watching JV get covered by Zubak and just watching JV like, please, please, please give me the ball, give me the ball right now. I'm going to kill this guy. Barbecue, I'm going to score on this guy every single time. Barbecue, get, give me the ball, chicken. Give me the ball. Uh, my hate was the fact that the starters had to come back in the game. Yes, I'm with you. If you have a 30-point lead, the starters shouldn't be playing at all in the fourth quarter. I don't yeah. care how early that, that yeah. lead was. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm doubling down on that hate because I think that it was embarrassing at the end of that Lakers game to see the way that the bench unit played with the amount of complacency that they did. Listen, you don't have to play your absolute best when you're up 30. I understand no, that it's hard not to coast. Actually. But when you're – well, you know who is – when you're Norm Powell and you're C.J. Miles – Let's see something from you guys. I'm I'm really starting to, three weeks into the season, wonder why C.J. Miles is getting any minutes at all. Like, what what's the case for C.J. Miles playing on nights where Kawhi Leonard is back in the lineup? Like, what's the case right now? Guy can't hit a shot. He doesn't play defense. And every time he decides to do something like dribble the ball, it's a mistake. And Norm Powell, the only thing saving him is that while he's Norm Powell is showing, Miles. well, don't, it's that every once in a while he's showing something. He also has moments like in that fourth quarter where, he just he doesn't score a field goal over 19 minutes, and he's not chipping in a whole hell of a lot else. So those two guys got to figure out which one of them is gonna gonna steal a spot. I know they work hard. I know that they are tireless workers in the gym. To the point where Norm Powell needs to be kicked out, and CJ Miles is there beforehand. But something's got to click with some of the, one of those guys because, whew, team's gonna move on without you, man. Team's gonna find other guys to do your job. Would you trade Norm Powell right now for Kyle Korver? <sighs> Uh, no, the money's actually not that different. I know. I, I just no. I, I, listen, I would, I would trade CJ Miles for. But him. I think I think the Cavaliers are going to trade Kyle Korver yeah. to a contender. Huh? That's kind of interesting. If you're all in and you need a shooter who can come in reliably, although Kyle Korver missed the biggest shot in his career. Well, and also the next time Game he three. plays defense will be the first time. 
All right. We got to run. Thanks again for everyone listening. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can leave a review. You can tell us if you uh, are with Donovan and you hate when we tell personal stories or not. Mostly important is that you subscribe and that you share it when we tweet it out or that you tell your friends and tell them to subscribe too. This is Free Association on sportsnet.ca. Check you next week. 